This is a podcast from Rover. The Edge with Sharon and Jade and Steph is in for Shaz and we're joined in the studio by not just New Zealand royalty but international royalty. Oh, it's podcasting, filmmaking, journalist oh. extraordinaire, Mr. David Ferrier. These introductions too much. Yeah. You know what New Zealanders are like? We cower mm. under, under any kind of praise. You're one of the good you. ones that have like escaped New Zealand. You've I made it big no, overseas. No, shush. Absolutely have not. I'm <laughs> temporarily in America and I'm enjoying mm. myself. Yeah. But for the record, New Zealand will always be home. That's so That's nice. beautiful. Okay. And yeah. you have, congratulations, your brand new documentary out today. Yeah. Mr. Organ in, is here. Yeah. We're in 60 cinemas, which yeah. is surreal because I never thought I'd finish this. It was a super, I thought Tickled was hard to make. Mm. <clears throat> Great documentary, by the way. This was harder. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It felt harder. Wow. Did you fear for your life at all during this one? I got I I felt uh, on edge. Mm. Um, I never I, I feel like I'm never fearing for my life. I feel like when my life ends, it'll be a real surprise. <laughs> yeah. I just think it will. Not be. even in dark oh, no. tourists when you were in like no. like radiation. I think I think you always like the thing when you think you're going to die, you never do. It's right. always a surprise. I'll drop mm. dead or get hit by a bus or something. <laughs> you know. This is so gross. This is <laughs> he's, he's onto something <laughs> yeah. here. Though. I love your thing, David. Um, but just for the listener, Fano, can you give us a little summary of what yeah. Mr. Organ is yeah, all about? Mr. Organ is a very strange documentary. It all started when I encountered an antique store that got very intense on the car clamping. So people would park in their car park after hours. Yeah. It would be 11 o'clock at night, no parking in Auckland. Uh, they'd park in the store, they'd go and get some pizza or a beer, and they'd come back and their car would be clamped, and they would meet who turned out to be Mr. Organ. And Mr. Organ wouldn't charge you know, $50 for your parking violation. He'd charge, it started like 200 then it was 400 mm-hmm. Sometimes he'd charge $760. And because wow. he was operating within the law, because at that time it was all completely legal, mm. if you parked on someone's property, uh, you could clamp them and charge what you wanted. The police would be called and no one could do anything. And it was chaos in Ponsonby. It went to Parliament. They ended up changing the law. So I think the maximum you can charge now for someone parking on your property is 150 Anyway, mm. I then learned that this man was apparently at some point in his life a prince. And I was like, why is a prince clamping cars? And it just spiraled out from there. I got curious and then I got sucked into this big fucking mess. Yeah. Cheapers. Does that sort of thing when you're investigating it, being a being a journalist, you know, from mm. a journalistic background, does your mind just start going, Oh my god, I've found I've struck gold. Yeah, something goes off. Yeah. It was like with the tickling thing. I saw an ad for competitive endurance tickling on Facebook and I was like, something's going on. And you just sort of I don't know, I guess a lot of people might see, we all see weird stuff, right? Yeah. But I think a lot of us are kind of busy and we just sort of carry on with our day. Mm. Whereas I guess my whole existence and my whole sort of life is spent sort of staying and sort of seeing what is going on and going down the rabbit holes. And yes. with the clamping, yeah, like he's a prince, he's clamping. I started writing about it at the time. <laughs> and as so I wrote weird. about Mr. Organ, I learned he wasn't just a prince. He he was a uh, he'd, he'd been to prison for various. Uh, it's in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go watch it. And then I heard um, of other just strange stories about him and how he affects people. And it ended up kind of being a story about this man who sort of once he latches on, like the clamping is almost a metaphor. Like once he has you oh. clamped and in his sights, he won't let go. And and in the process of making the film. You know, I was sort of pursuing him for a while, and he sort of started pursuing me. 
and then it got really weird. Wow. Oh my wow. God, I can't wait. So do you, when, so do, how do you stumble upon these things? Like, do you find a bunch of weird things and then, you know, one of them will escalate or does everything you find no, turn out to be things, something wild? No, not everything. His <laughs> life would be, ins- like, it would be too much. <laughs> no, no, heaps of weird stuff that I think could be something fizzles out. Okay. You know, okay, I'd yeah. say like 90% of things I think, oh, that could be something. Mm. They disappear and mm-hmm. the 10% end up turning into something which I'll turn into a podcast or webworm or, or this film yes and so no thank god they don't all escalate because <laughs> yeah. i'd be even more unhinged and 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 depraved looking than i am right now you do it so well yeah. everything you do it's just magic it thank really you. is i mean what i like to do i i kind of like to make documentaries a bit like thrillers like i think documentary can be this really dry format but i'm certainly not the first to do it but i like the idea of you know the score in this is really great mm. um lachlan anderson who's in this band die 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 who i've always loved he scored this whole film yeah. and he's done this amazing job and like a documentary can be and should be a compelling story because it's the yeah. best way to give information to people it has to be funny it has to be weird because mm-hmm. then people will be sucked in and they'll hopefully learn something from it and um obviously it's a local story as well and in 60 mm. cinemas across aotearoa you can mm. go and watch it from today which we urge you to go and support our local content over you know there's other i saw on your instagram there's other you know blockbusters out there yeah, today there's a, there's but... a small indie film um called black panther 2 i'm not i'm i'm not the white guy in here getting people not to see black panther 2 <laughs> so <laughs> what i'm saying is please see black panther 2 which mm. i will be doing mm. but yeah also go and see this weird documentary mm-hmm. because i think a lot of people don't understand if you don't go and see a local film when it's just first put out the cinemas just think oh no one's going to come and they'll just stop playing it mm-hmm. so if something local comes out like mr organ mm. you've got to just get in there because that's the only way cinemas know that people want to see it yeah where are you with mr organ now like if you saw him down ponsonby road Walking, yeah. uh, would it be awkward? It would be awkward. Yeah, yeah, it would be awkward. I, I never want to speak to him again. You right. know, I spent, <laughs> you know, I've sort of spent five years of my life thinking about this man. Yeah, and, you know, it's not, it's not pleasant. No, and you know, it, it's an active story. I mean, you know, he he doesn't want the film to be out. Right. You know, and, and and you know, to the point where certain cinemas are getting phone calls from Mr. Wow. Organ, so saying in various words, you know, don't play the film. And that's or weird, you know. You. If you know Valerie Adams, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't, you know the Valerie Adams doc. It's a great yep. doc. She's not calling the cinemas, going, yeah. "Don't play it." Yeah, <laughs> I've got a separate problem, you know. Yeah. So wow. it's super weird, and he's also a litigious nightmare. Yeah. So that stuff is playing out. So the story for me is like being back in New Zealand has been it's fun, but it's also really stressful because Mr. Organ uh, is not particularly happy. Yeah. Mm. Has he seen it? Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, the, the thing is, a lot of the film takes place um, in. Uh, the town that he now lives in and where he has his antiques opposite is a cinema <laughs> and they're playing oh, the this film. Is just incredible and it's sold out tonight wow so he could be a ticket buyer yeah um i, I like you know with, with tickled with tickled david damato who was like the new york big bad in that he came to the film and so he was sitting next to people eating popcorn mm. you would though you'd be so curious i mean the, the whole thing's about you and the situation it is like it's you would totally yeah, go and check it out. Probably. So I, I like to call it the 4D experience. And if you happen to be sitting next to Mr. Organ oh while God. watching Mr. Organ, oh. then that will be an interactive 
uh, time, uh, which yeah. will be fascinating. Can you, are you going to name the town? Uh, no, no, I think I'll leave it. If you watch the film, you'll know. Okay. Yeah. Um, Again, you know, go and watch it. It's a beautiful it. town. It's a beautiful town. Uh, it's small. It's on the smaller scale. Okay. Mm. Uh, but it, the whole thing's quite bizarre. Mm-hmm. Wow. David Ferrier, look, we're mm. gonna, um, going back to where you're living at the moment. Mm. Uh, are you living in LA, yeah? Yeah, I accidentally got stranded there <laughs> last year. Mm. Yes. COVID stranded? COVID. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I went there for a job. I actually kind of went there to get away from Mr. Organ, to be honest. Like, mm. It sounds dramatic. Wow! But this job wow. opportunity... Uh, a documentary came up in LA and instead of sort of thinking it through I was just like no I'm out I'm, I'm going Like I need to get away from this man Jeez. the documentary was terrible it immediately imploded and so I was left in LA um, with no job and uh, no visa because the job had gone and of course the border was shut so I couldn't I, I think I did about four lotteries always oh lost big loser oh, no. did a lot of that queuing um, and so I got marooned there and fortunately Dak Shepard who I do a conspiracy theory podcast with sort of took pity on me and he said why don't you just like pitch a show and I'll sponsor your visa and you can just stay and so I pitched wow. the show Flightless Bird which is just me learning about American culture and he did everything he said he essentially employed me and got me a visa and, and sort of kept me that's safe, incredible which that's I feel very lucky so cool and I know Sharon's a big fan of that podcast that you guys do together she's a supporter um, although she's not here today she has mm. no she, unfortunately yeah. she, she got COVID, COVID on COVID. I know, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, yeah. how did you and Dax like become mates we he I was a guest on his show talking about conspiracy theories during the pandemic mm-hmm. and he uh, his producer emailed me after that being like I think that conversation went well and you know Dax would like to talk about doing a monthly just a conspiracy show where we just do that topic every month you know a new conspiracy theory and we just got on i don't know i I think i couldn't be much different to him Mm -hmm. you know he loves cars i don't know anything about them Mm. love sport i know nothing about sport but he's the loveliest (laughs) smartest guy and we we just sort of get on Mm -hmm. and he's just he's a good he's one of the good americans you know Mm. i'm gonna be an annoying fangirl right now have you met have you met Kristen bell I bumped, I bumped into her a few times, wow. and she's <laughs> lovely. You know, I was a huge fan of Veronica Mars. Yeah, true. Oh, and yes. so it was, no, it was surreal for me, too. Frozen 2 is my favorite movie of all time. Because I forget she's that. Yeah. yeah. She's that, I forget that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That explains the big house. Going back to <laughs> uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories, what's your, what's your favorite conspiracy theory to discuss? I like the the oldest one I like because it's so innocent and fun is the moon landing will always be fun. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, is that it looks like the flags waving in the wind, all that mm. kind of thing. Mm. There's a modern one that sort of happened more recently where a train driver, he's in prison now, but this happened probably three years ago in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He became convinced that a ship that was um, in the LA port was full of rescued mole children from all the underground bunkers. And this man became convinced of this. Um, he was a train driver. And so what he did, he wanted to rescue these children. And so one day he was driving his train and he, when he got uh, going quite fast, increased the pace of the train, derailed it when he was nearing the port. His idea being that he would triumphantly get the train to smash into the ship, therefore freeing all the mole children. Train never made it to the boat, but it just was a hideous crash. Um, and he's near, he's now uh, incarcerated because uh, you know you're not allowed to derail a, a train. Purpose. But that's wow. I'd say favorite. It's horrific, but it's an example of how you know people often think what's the real world damage of a conspiracy theory, and you yeah. know, people ruminating about QAnon and underground bunkers and all that stuff. Well, for this man, um, you know, he derailed a train, and I think it's a really good sort of real world example of how this stuff can break out into real life and be 
not great. No well, one died. It's quite poignant. Very isn't lucky. It? <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. It's good for debating because there's always two sides, even three sides, to four sides to some conspiracy mm. theories, isn't it? Yeah, there? No, and some are fun to talk about, and some are just you know. I think a lot of the population has brain worms, mm. um, and I think you know it sort of lines up in a way with Mr. Organ because Mr. Organ is a movie about. You know, Mr. Organ doesn't love the truth. He sort of makes up quite a few things. Yeah. Mm. And I think we're living in a time where everyone sort of a really good sort of way to live your life and be successful is just to kind of make something up mm. and just run with it. And as long as you believe it internally yeah. and just run with it, that works. Like the truth doesn't really matter anymore. No. Mm. Mm. That's an interesting crazy. point. Yeah. I saw Paige, um, the musician Paige, the singer who we love here at The Edge, she mm. um, left a comment on your Instagram post uh, promoting the movie that the ending is pretty hectic. Without like giving mm. away <laughs> anything about the ending, maybe in a few words, how would you describe... I'd, I'd say it's it, it takes a turn. It takes <laughs> it takes a turn, and I always like that. And I was talking about you know making documentaries like thrillers. I think you need some twists and turns. Yeah, and it, it just goes somewhere I think unexpected, and it just leaves you kind of. I think people are sitting in the cinema, just kind of. Oh, you know, like, what wow. did I just watch? Like, yeah. who is this person? Yeah, it's a, yeah. I mean, you got to see it. I you can't know? wait. I'm not, not going to give you the wait. ending. Yeah, nice go. try. <laughs> nice try. She's a journalist. Uh, yeah, nice. Are you almost tricked me. Almost tricked me. <laughs> Has the reception for it been different in New Zealand compared to the US? Or? No, the weird thing is, you know, because we open this. Um, it's played in um, some festivals in uh, the states, and mostly. Festivals that have been carrying horror films. So there's been all these horror films, yeah. barbarian, Mist- yeah, like that, yeah. and then Mr. Oregon, and which is surreal. But I was going into it. I was worried that it would be too New Zealand for Americans to understand. Yeah, there's a whole lot of characters that you can never get anywhere but New Zealand. Mm. But then I realised like it doesn't matter. Like it's universal. Like the 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 themes in the film. It sounds pretentious when you start talking about themes, but they are universal. And I just think of you know like. Hunt for the Wilder People. And I'm not comparing myself to Taika Waititi. <laughs> he's a really good director. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that was so Kiwi. And yet that's the film that launched mm, him into yeah, making true. Star Wars films and Marvel films. Mm. And that was so, so lucky. And I think it's the same with Mr. Organ. It's so New Zealand. Mm. That's almost makes it translate. It's mm. a great point because the same can be said with Flight of the Concords. Like, so yeah, Kiwi. How Kiwi is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's their weapon. And there are characters in this that when I was in the edit watching them, I was like, oh, my God, no one's going to get this. Because it's such a New Zealand sense of yeah. humour. But no, it translates really well. Speaking of Flight of the Concords, mm. obviously Reese Darby uh, stars in it. And mm. were you guys on um, Family Feud together? Yeah, we were. <laughs> what was yeah. that like? Yeah, he was, I caught up with him at the Mr. Organ premiere a few nights ago. He's always been very supportive of me, which is amazing. Um, he His whole gag, because he's in that pirate show, right? Yeah. yeah. Death. Yes. So he was obviously the, the celebrity. He got on Family Feud. And his whole gag was, instead of bringing my real family on, He's like, I'll bring my Kiwi family on. And so he just rounded up a bunch of New Zealanders that he knew. And suddenly I'm on set on Family Feud. Steve Harvey's bald head and big moustache is there. And it was was terrifying. It's like... Have you, have you, like, I've never been on a game show. Yeah. It's my dream to yeah. be on a game show. Deal or no deal is my Especially one. in America as yeah, well. It's a different yeah. base It's like a there. roller coaster. It's like there's all this prep and suddenly you're sort of thrown onto the set. You're behind a podium. 
I thought we were doing a dress rehearsal, but then I realized about four minutes in that, oh no, that's just the show and we're in it. Uh, and you're just on it and you know, 45 minutes later, it's like you're done, you're wrapped, you're spat out into the parking lot and you're done. Wow. Jeez. It's like a ride. It was the bizarrest thing. Did you do but we well? Also, we won. Yay. 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 We won. Representing all the yeah, on Reece, the big stage. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah Reese was a machine. Mm. He was incredible. And it's like all the questions he that, that were put to him he weirdly sort of had a relation to like, the, the questions about like The Rock and stuff. And it's like, he's been in a Jumanji with The Rock. Mm. It's like it was almost the universe had conspired for him to have like the perfect score. Yeah. Another conspiracy thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Another podcast in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is amazing. David Farrier, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us in the studio to chat all things weird and wonderful. And most importantly, your brand new documentary, Mr. Organ, which is in cinemas now. So go and watch it. 60 cinemas around the country. I can't wait to see it, to watch all the turns uh, that it takes yeah. and uh, how deep we get into, oh, I was about to say into Mr. Organ, but that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Hey, uh, David Farrow, always a genuine pleasure. pleasure. Thank you so much. Is that the twist at the end? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd be, it'd be oh. too much. <laughs>